And hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. Freshly off of the beach is a St. Thomas. Wishing he was in Portland, Oregon. Instead, it's Jake Simone. Jake, hello. How are you? How's it going, man? Yeah, definitely a shout out to Portland. We love Portland. We love Portland. Shout out. Shout out week one mailbag. Very close to that. Very, very close to the week one, week one mailbag. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, how was how was your vacation? It's a good Are time, man. Good time. Good time for sure. Good. Good. Ready uh, Ready to tackle your uh, your drafts? Yep. First one on Thursday, picking sixth and three out of four. <laughs> Yippee. And then 12th in the other one. I mean, 12th isn't that bad, actually. No, 12th isn't bad. 12th isn't bad. Six is tough, but luckily I'm picking near some... Uh, I don't want to call them airheads, but not the most uh, well-schooled fantasy managers uh, that we know. And as Jake and I talked about before we came on air, who you draft around matters. A hundred percent. I would rather be picking sixth around imbeciles than picking first or, you know, in the top three around guys that are just, you know, they're thinking on your same wavelength. That are, fan- that are, that are fantasy ringers. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I, I completely agree. Uh, before before we get into what we're doing today, rapid fire, I want to ask you two questions. We talked about this on the final mock draft show, Adam and I, on Monday. Very quickly, rapid fire, where is Stefan Diggs playing in 2023? He's going to play for Buffalo. That's, you know, after, wait, this year you're talking about or next year? This year. I was going to play for Buffalo this year, and then I think after this year he'll be gone. Where's he playing in 2024? Um, I know you want me to say Dallas. I'm trying to think now. Where is he playing in 2024? Definitely outside the AFC. Okay. I'm going to give you a bold prediction here. Sure. I mean, this is a bold prediction show, so why I, not? I, I think he's going to go play for the New York Giants. Hmm. It's not a bad shout. Yeah, with Joe Shane there, Brian Dayball. Yep, they kind of need a number one receiver. It's not a bad shout. It makes a lot of sense. And for what it's worth, I would love Stefan Diggs in Dallas. I just don't think the Joneses are going to do it. No, I mean, look, man, they're paying big money, and they got to pay Dak another contract, too. Uh, they got. They also got to pay CD. Got to pay CD. They got to pay Dak. Micah. Micah Parsons. Uh they just paid Trevon Diggs. Maybe they're going to pay Tony Pollard. Who knows? Tony Pollard's another one. Zach Martin. They were. He, who knows how that'll all go with him? They right. need him to operate. Uh, Tyron Smith. Uh, who knows with him? Yeah, he's gone after the year. I would imagine. Yeah. So Dallas has a lot of cap uh, situations going on that I don't think they'll swing Diggs and and the Joneses. They're not really big into trading for the big guy i feel like anymore you no, know they're like, not. It, it, it's like when they traded for brandon cooks it was like wow it's like jaw dropping but they didn't really trade much for him so no no they didn't and um what do we always say about the joneses free agency they want nothing to do with that it's all about the draft it's all about the draft they love the nfl draft yep that's where they make that's where they make their uh their their money and then the big one jonathan taylor Where's he playing in 2023? I got a really good shout here. I got okay. two really good shouts. Okay. 
Everybody's saying the Chicago Bears. How about the Washington Commanders? They need a running back. They need a running back. You have a coaching staff in the hot seat. You have new owners that love making a splash as soon as they get on the job. I could see the Commanders. and they And Sam Howell looked good last night. Now, do I mean, look, it's the preseason, so people got to relax, you know. Relax. It's the preseason, but still, that's a team that needs to win. They need they need to win, and I think if it, it, like for instance, I think a good a, a trade that makes sense is Antonio Gibson plus a second round pick and a fifth round pick. Or it, it, I could see them coughing up a first because look, you could be gone at the end of the year and not even have to worry about that first. Like you need help now, uh, John. In a division where you got some heavy hitters like Dallas and Philly, and the Giants went to the playoffs last year. You need some firepower, and I think the commander's offense with with Jonathan Taylor. You're talking about Taylor, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. Even though the turf tell that stocks up on Jahan Dotson, no doubt. Oh yeah, you have Curtis. You have Curtis Samuel. I guess he's kind of useful in ways that are whatever. But you you have an offense right there. You have Jonathan Taylor. And you have uh, Brian Robinson. That's an offense right there that can give Sam Howell a chance. You you look at the rushing attacks that are in the NFC. It's the Giants have Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, both guys that can run. The Eagles have their array of running backs, and now it looks like Kenny Gainwell is going to be the guy. And and, and Jalen Hurts too is there, you know. Yes, and, and that was yeah. Jalen Hurts is really like the guy. And then Dallas, you have Tony Pollard. So you have, you have Tony Pollard. I still think Dallas needs another running back. I, I I don't know what what exactly their their thought process is behind behind Tony Pollard. I mean Deuce Vaughn. He's not going to move the pile, you know what I'm saying? Like, who who's no. really like the bruiser that Dallas has for like short yardage situations? That's why I thought Zeke would have made sense coming back. Uh, I, I think like Kareem Hunt makes a lot of sense for Dallas in a lot of ways, but I think they need a guy like that. Lenny Fournette's another guy. I I think if they were to go in a direction, and this is just me spitballing. This is not anything that I've heard from any of my guys with with the Cowboys. I think if they were to go in any direction, I think it would be the Fournette route. Um, but from what I've heard is that you know after the whole Zeke thing. It's kind of been all quiet on the running back front with the Cowboys. Now, could that all change? Absolutely, because you still have uh, cuts that can happen, and maybe there's a, a surprise cut that might happen that Dallas wants to pounce on in terms of the running back uh, market. Obviously, got to wait and see on on, on that front. Um, but as of right now, listen, uh, there was uh, there's a lot of love that's going on in the fantasy community for Tony Pollard. And myself included, and that will be included on uh, on this program today, uh, which we will be doing. I know I did this last year by myself, and I'm so happy that I have a, a buddy, Waddy Palsy Walsy, to do this with me. We're going to be giving one bold prediction for every single NFL team. Did this last year on my own. Now Jake and I are going to do it together. I have 16. Jake has 16. We're going to be going in alphabetical order. Somewhat, because I, I toggled with this a little bit to give myself the Cowboys, and I wanted to make sure that Jake got the Jets because I'm just such a nice, kind guy. So, one prediction: we're gonna discuss them, and we're gonna move. We're gonna move on. Don't want this to be a long podcast, of course, because you know Jake and I we don't want to be on for more than an hour and fifteen minutes if we can help it. Except if it's for the mailbag, because we love the mailbag, and we could be on the, talking about answering your questions for two hours. But let's get right to it. Uh, Jake, as determined by the coin flip, you are up first, and you have the Arizona Cardinals. What's your bold prediction for them? I have a part A and a part B. Okay. Mark, a Hollywood Brown finishes outside of the top 40 fantasy wide receivers. <gasps> wow. <laughs> 
And then part B is I don't think Kyler Murray plays for the Cardinals this year. Okay, so is Hollywood finishing outside the top 40? Is that on merit or are we predicting an injury somewhere along the way? A little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, would you be would you be surprised if Hollywood was injured at all this year? Absolutely not. A- a- absolutely not. But if you're telling me that Hollywood Hollywood is healthy, he might just get into the top 40 by default. But absolutely is- if, if you're if you're factoring in injuries, yeah. Yeah, there's there, there's there's no doubt that, that that is a possibility. He's going to be absolutely abysmal. Now, I think on merit, you could say to me that he won't finish in the top 30. And I, in full point PPR, I'd buy it. But this is bold, so I went with top 40. Sure, sure. And listen, I, you're not going to hear me complaining because I, I will have exactly Neil, Neil Poix shares of Hollywood Brown. Not, none of that. Uh, Kyler Murray, the bold prediction that he will not play for the, for the Arizona Cardinals. Is he still worth in your – if you're drafting, you're drafting Thursday. Are you targeting Kyler Murray with a late round pick, say round no. 13? Kyler Murray's on the clock. Are you targeting that? No. I mean, it's just like, no. Are you I'm trying to think of how to how to word this? Are you operating under the assumption that any and all Arizona Cardinals are A, off of your board, B, will not be helping anybody win a fantasy championship in 2023? Correct on all counts. The Atlanta Falcons. Now, we've talked about this offense so much. We've talked about Desmond Ritter, you know, here and there. We've talked about B. John Robinson at nauseum. We've talked about Drake London a little bit. We've talked about Kyle Pitts at nauseum. But there is a member of this offense that we have not talked about at all. And that is Mac Hollins. My bold prediction for the Atlanta Falcons is that Mac Hollins becomes a thing at some point. Now, what a thing is, I'm not quite sure. I have the correct definition. Sure, go ahead. A thing is that one week he scores two touchdowns and has like 100 yards because one of them is like a 60-yard touchdown bomb to Matt Collins, and everybody is talking about adding him on their waiver wire. And he's a thing where you're nervous about starting him every week, but when you have bye weeks and injuries, you think about starting Matt Collins. So he's a thing. And then you get him in those annoying little trade packages too, as just nothing but body stuffers on your bench. That's what a thing is. Like Curtis Samuel is like the definition of a thing. Jake, you hit the nail on the head. You you hit the nail right, right on the head. Matt Collins, maybe I should rephrase this and say, Matt Collins will be a guy that is asked about on the mailbag at some point. Yeah. Oh no, he'll be a mailbag guy. He will be honestly. He might become a consistent. We got. We got to do. We got to do like an all mailbag team before we kick off. Like, Kirk Cousins, number one. Oh, without a doubt, Jimmy Garoppolo and a super flex. Oh yes. <laughs> but yeah, back back to Mac Holland. So I could see it. I mean, they they have one receiver in Drake London, they, Kyle Pitts, but he's going to be that guy where he's going to have like three catches one week. It just so happens that one of them goes for like forty or fifty yards down the field. You know exactly, and Mac Hol- and Mac Collins, for what it's worth, right now is pretty much free. He so, should be free. Yeah, he's free. Uh, I'm just checking the the ECR on him. He's 308th overall, and in the in the PPR ranks, he is averaging at the wide receiver 96. So he's free in 12, 14 team leagues. 
I think he's worth a, a, a little bit of a stash. Why not? Because at some point, yes, he's going to be a thing. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Jake, a lot of different avenues you can go with this one. A, a, a notable fan of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> my good buddy. You're my good buddy as well. Lamar Jackson, always been good to me. Uh, what's your bold prediction for the Baltimore Ravens? I mean, we've talked about it. I have to just say it again. I think Zay Flowers will be the number one receiver for the Ravens and will finish as, as a top 25 fantasy wide receiver this year. Big year wow. for Zay Flowers, and he's a, a clear contestant for offensive rookie of the year. It just so happens, unfortunately, that Bijan Robinson is, is of existence that could put a nail in those dreams. But Zay Flowers is going to have a monster season for, for the Baltimore Ravens. I dig it. I really, really, really dig it. And I'm you see the game this... last night? Oh, yes, I did. Kick oh, yes, play. I did. Now, let me let me ask you about um, the Zay Flowers draft stock. So, in this mock that Adam and I did on Monday, he went in the eighth round. His ADP right now is 112. Jake, where are you on the spectrum? Are you closer er, yeah. to valuing him? in closer to the eighth round or are you closer to valuing him in round 12? No, I'm, I'm closer to eighth round. I think late eight, nine, I would say nine is like prime real estate. You're not going to get him in the 12th round. If you're playing in a draft with, with people like rookies, you're not getting him in the 12th round. I think he's a fine ninth round selection where you're not drafting him to be a starter from day one, high upside bench play where you can get a significant return on that ninth round investment. He could be this year's Christian Kirk. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. This is a first-round pick that the Ravens use this year, and you need to go based off of what teams tell you. They drafted this kid in the first round after drafting Rashad Bateman in the first round in 2021. Rashad Bateman has not panned out for the Ravens. They they still signed Odell Beckham Jr., but they, they had to have been thinking about Odell before that draft, right? And that's why they still drafted Zay Flowers. Yeah, they, wa- they wanted to obviously give Lamar Jackson a – larger array of options and they brought in Odell they brought in Zay Flowers they want to make this offense a bit more balanced than what it's been in the past and does that mean that they're going to go to a 50-50 run pass split no no you have Todd Munkin now too yes and they have Todd Munkin notably of the Georgia Bulldogs as their offensive coordinator it's going to be more it's going to be more balanced now we're going to see lamar jackson i think take more shots downfield and it's going to be good for him now will i have any lamar jackson fuck no because that is just not good not good for me that is never good when i when i have lamar jackson um let me just give you let's play america's favorite game would you would you rather uh zay flowers or brandon cooks i would go cooks but it's extremely close i would just for safety reasons I would go Cooks as well. I think the floor is much safer with Cooks. Ceiling is greater with, with Flowers. Uh, Zay Flowers or Elijah, give me give me something. Flowers, comfortably. I would go Flowers as well. Zay Flowers or George Pickens. That's that's close. Give me give me Pickens for the year two leap. Give me Pickens. Give me Pickens as well, but I would not take, and you wouldn't take Flowers over Deontay Johnson, correct? No, no, I wouldn't. I actually have a really good one for you here that I continue to get stumped with on my mocks. Mm, Zay Flowers or Michael Thomas? I would go Flowers. I would go Flowers too. I I think it sounds crazy, but. Well, I just don't really trust Michael Thomas to do anything of note. 
Cooks so, or Michael Thomas? La- I promise is the last one. Yeah. Co- who? I'm sorry. Brandon Cooks or Michael Thomas? Oh, Cooks. Cooks. Okay. Cooks comfortably. All right. So we're on the Buffalo Bills and and uh, Jake. I don't want to get suckered into this trap. I really don't. But I think I might just because of where he's being drafted right now. And that's a good buddy of ours that we have talked about at nauseum in the past. We've talked about him a little bit this year. In half PPR, Gabe Davis will finish as a top 24 wide receiver. Uh, I know. It's, no. it's, it's sickening. It's disgusting. He played the entire year last year hurt. Now, is that cause for alarm that he basically he played 17 games hurt? Yes. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But what do the Buffalo Bills want to do? They want to throw the ball. Josh Allen is good enough where he can sustain two top quality options in this passing attack. We know Stephon Diggs is going to get his. And I think Gabe Davis, if he can be healthy, if he can be healthy, will provide some serious return in half. I don't think he'll be able to sustain enough in full. But will we see big big games from uh, from Gabe Davis at some point throughout the year if he is healthy? Yeah, I I, I genuinely think so. I think in ha- in half PPR and even in non as well. Gabe Davis top twenty four. I'll say top twenty four points per game. I, I I'll alter that top twenty four points per game. I won't say he finishes a top twenty four uh, sole receiver. Disagree. I'm not drafting Gabe Davis, and I don't want to draft him either. But where he's going. He's cheap. He's cheap, and I'll do it. He's my he's my wide receiver forty six right now. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. It's very, very, very cheap. So it's worth it. And if he's in the ADP, he is. Oh wow, he's gone up a little bit at ninety seven. Oh wow, hmm. He's one hundred four in full in full point PPR. Where is he in half? 96 and half. Uh, I don't love that as much. Yeah, I don't love I don't love that as much, but I'm sticking with it. Top 24 points per game for uh for for Gabe Davis. The Carolina Panthers, Jake, not a lot of options here, but what do you got? Very down on the Panthers. I'll give you some reasons why. I think Miles Sanders will be the only rosterable Carolina Panther Ooh. uh by midseason. And, and and he'll be just a volume-based RB2 with a very low, low ceiling. Now is it now let me ask you, is this is this including Superflex? Is will Bryce Young still be rosterable in Superflex options? I don't think he's gonna play all that great. I think Bryce Young I think Bryce Young's rookie year will kind of be like Joe Burrow's rookie year with the Bengals. And I'm not comparing Joe Burrow to but the that offensive line is abysmal, dude. I mean, yes, I, I watched that whole game against the Jets, uh, obviously being a Jets fan. Bryce Young was gonna get himself killed if he played that entire game. And that was against the Jets bat that was the Panthers starting offensive line out there against the Jets backups. And the Jets have a very good defensive line, one through ten. But still, he was getting bump, bro. He had no time to throw the ball back there, and they couldn't run the ball either because they can't block. It's a big concern for Frank Reich and company. It's it's a massive concern. That the number one thing you have to make sure that you do if you're the Carolina Panthers is make sure a the confidence of your young quarterback is not going to be destroyed in year one, and b physically he's not going to get destroyed in year one. And the Carolina Panthers, especially in that preseason game versus the Jets. They had that weakness on full display for everybody to see that 
but I mean, Bryce Young was just getting swallowed. And that is not what you want to see if you are a Carolina Panthers fan or if you're a potential investor in Bryce Young in dynasty, deep 12, 14 team leagues, super flex leagues. To be honest, I don't really want to be in that in that business at all. I mean, if you look at maybe other comparable rookie quarterback situations, at least in Houston, CJ Stroud has Laramie Tunsil there. There's and they a, have another good tackle too. Right? Yeah, the name is slipping my mind. Yeah, but still, that there's at least there there are anchors on that offensive line for Houston. Where in Carolina, there 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 there's nothing. Oh, he was getting killed, man. I think Bryce Young is going to be like a, a matchup dependent stream in Superflex. I I really think I, I can't see him having more than like twenty two touchdowns this year. I think he's going to be like twenty to like sixteen. It, I like I a, think twenty might be, twenty might be the number, and twenty yeah, twenty two like, is is a is a fine estimation. Yeah, but how how in this offense? How are there thirty touchdowns in 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 the Panthers' offense? There's not. I mean, they they can't. I, they're going to struggle to run the ball too, especially. Mm-hmm. Does that does that uh, lower your opinion on Miles Sanders a little bit? It, it definitely does, a hundred percent. I was definitely higher on him at at a certain point, but now I'm like, he's just kind of like that. I, I'm just trying to. I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying to find like the correct analogy for him because he's the quote unquote starting running back, but it's just not a great situation. Um. Like volume wise, he'll be fine, but like he's not going to have like these humongous games that will win you a matchup. I think he's like a ten to fifteen point guy, like twelve points you'll probably get on average from him, which is it's fine. But is that really exciting and winning you big? Pro- probably not. You know, no. no, definitely, definitely not. And I, I've I've kind of come down a little bit on Miles Sanders. I have him as my RB twenty one. Right now, in half, I have him lower than Aaron Jones. I have him lower than Rashad White. I have him lower than Brees Hall um, as well. I moved him down substantially. Where do you have him now? It's my RB22. All right, so we're basically in the the same ballpark. On I had him as high as 19 at one point. Oh, I had him as high as 16 at one point. Yeah, that was gradually. Yeah, gradually he's come down. a little bit just just uh curious because you know we're on we're on the subject and i don't know do i have the vikings or actually you know what i'll save it for when we get when we get to, to the vikings I, I do want to ask you something uh about your rb ranks when we get there i said remind myself uh the chicago bears dj moore will finish as a top 15 wide receiver in full point ppr and this all comes down to what i've been saying in the past you look at the parallels between Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. Jalen Hurts, his first year as a starter, did not have his out now number one wide receiver, was not as efficient of a passer. Year two, what did they do? They went and they got him A.J. Brown, and somehow, miraculously, when you had an offense that included A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, the Eagles offense hummed. Is the same situation going to happen here in Chicago? Probably not, because you have... You have clear tiers of options. You don't really know who the number two guy is. I think a lot of people in the, in the community think it, it is it is Darnell Mooney. Uh, Jake and I have gone back and forth on the whole Chase Claypool uh, situation slash nonsense slash bullshit. Um, but what there is no doubt about is that DJ Moore is the clear-cut number one in this passing game. And if we expect 
Justin Fields to take a leap up as a passer in his second year. Jake has differing opinions about that for sure. Um, If he's going to become this 4,000-yard passer that Justin Fields says he can become, a lot of those a lot of those yards are going to go to DJ Moore. Now, there are a lot of things that encompass this. He's going to have to be a receptions monster for him to do it in full PPR, which he was in Carolina. Can he do that in Chicago? Does he have enough volume to do that in Chicago? Do they completely alter the the offensive game plan? to make sure that DJ Moore gets what he has to get in order for him to be a top 15 wide receiver. There are many things that have to come together for this, but the pieces and the parallels are there where Justin Fields can take a semi Jalen Hurts like jump with DJ Moore in year two to benefit Justin Fields, make him more valuable for fantasy and make DJ Moore more valuable for fantasy as well. I've definitely grown on more. Uh, probably the highest I've been on more in, in quite some time. Issue is for him, he's just the price for him. I kind of like some other guys in that soft spot for him a little bit more than him. Uh, but I definitely have my concerns about Justin Fields as a passer. But I could see it, man. He's going to need to score more than than he has in his career. He's always had an issue with scoring touchdowns. He's always been just more of like a, a points per receptions god, so to say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't hate it. I could see it. I don't know if I'm going to be that risky. I could see myself having a share of him this year for the first time in a little bit, but uh, some guys that I definitely like better in that ballpark for where he's going. Would you say, just trying to think on the high end, would you say 80 and 80, 10, 50 and seven is a reasonable, is a reasonable high end expectation for DJ Moore? Yeah, I would probably go like more of like, 80, I think seven's very high end of touchdowns. Okay. My projections, for what it's worth, I have him down for 76 catches, 1,014 yards with five touchdowns. Okay, so that's kind of like in line with what I said almost. Yeah, that that projection won't be enough to get him as a top 15 wide receiver in full. He's got he's got to blow past that, expect, that, that projection, which – I think he can. I think it is reasonable enough that he can do that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um. So we are on the Cincinnati Bengals. Jake, a team that you love and I love because of one certain individual, old blue eyes, Joey B. Love him. Great guy. Uh, what do you got for Joey B's Bengals? The Bengals will have two top 12 fantasy wide receivers this year. I love and it. And Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, if I if I could have put down a bold prediction for the Bengals, that probably would have been something very similar to what I would have had. Uh, let me just get a, a prediction for you on this one. This is just pure spitballing. Uh, where does Jamar Chase finish? Jamar Chase finish, finishes as the wide receiver three in fantasy this year. Where does T. Higgins finish? T. Higgins finishes as the wide, wide receiver 11 in fantasy this year. I'll keep it on brand with top 12. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, I Listen, I like it. I like it a whole lot. There, I actually have no... T. Higgins ranked as my number 11 wide receiver. I'm very high on him. I have him ranked as my wide receiver 13, but he's he's very close. He's in that group of like Alave, Waddle, very interchangeable guys for me. Yeah. I move, I did move Waddle above um, Alave, 
as well. But I go back and forth on those three. I have Waddle ahead by one. All the time. All the time. It's, for me, it's Waddle, Olave, Higgins. But some point this offseason, I'm sure that I had it. Higgins, Olave, Waddle. And then I had it. Olave, Higgins, Waddle. It, it, those three are just so interchangeable. All three will be great. Uh, but Higgins is a top 12 receiver with Chase is a top 12 receiver. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I will also say, you know, for what it's worth, knock on wood, don't want to project any injuries, but the ceiling for either one of Chase Higgins just goes through the freaking roof if either one of them get hurt at some point. Yeah. And they're the alphas in, in, in their offense. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. So I had to alter this because I was going to take the Cowboys. So Jake is up again with the Browns. <laughs> uh, well, I did say Nick Chubb would finish as the RB1. I think I'm going to have to retract that. I think that might have been like a, a little a little much right there. Top five, I could see, though. But Top, top five is definitely possible. Top five is definitely possible. I'm going to go – I'm going to stick on, on brand here with the wide receivers. Um, but it's not the guy who you're thinking of. I think Cedric Tillman outscores Elijah Gimme Gimme more this year and is the wide receiver too for the Cleveland Browns. And he is uh, one of those guys that is a priority ad at some point this year uh, during formats. I think Cedric Tillman's a little too good to keep off the field. So you think Tillman outperforms Elijah Gimme Gimme more? You also think he outperforms DPJ? Yeah, definitely DPJ. What's the diff- What's the difference for you between Tillman and Cooper? Is it still seismic? Still pretty seismic. I think Cooper's a guy that that's going to go for a thousand yards plus, bearing health. I think Tillman will be more of like I think Tillman will come on a little bit as the season progresses. Where I think Tillman's going to be more of like seven hundred yards type of guy, like six seven hundred yards, and he has a monstrous uh, after that, like November December, I would say for the Cleveland Browns, he he will catch on at some point this year. So good good stash play, very good stash play. Okay, and he's free. He's free in your drafts. This 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 summer, any any worry that you know with Elijah Moore, the reports coming out that they're going to keep him and uh, very very involved in the offense. Yeah, sure. Any, the Jet, any... Yeah, the Jets were going to keep him very involved too in the offense last year. How'd that True. go? He couldn't get open. Good point. All right, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is a entry that I'm going to put into a column on Fantasy Pros. This is actually going to be coming out today, so it should be up on the website when you are uh, when you're hearing this. Uh, link will be in the episode description. Also, be in my Instagram bio and my Twitter bio. Go check, go check those out. Uh, Eddie Big Bird on both. Uh, Tony Pollard will be a top three running back and half in full point PPR. I can see it. Jake, let me ask you. Half, let me ask you something. And I don't. Half, I don't half go in... I'm not sure. Half, I'm not sure. Full, I could definitely see it. Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you something. I don't want to go into the ins and outs of this one just because it's in it's in the column. So just go just go read the column. Um, but. Let me just ask you this. Just is a pure philo- draft philosophy question. You're at ninth overall on a full point PPR. Tony Pollard is staring you right at the face, in, right in the face. Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson are also there. I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm not taking. I'm not taking Pollard over both those guys. That's not my. That's not. Hmm. Is Pollard the safer option? No, I don't think so. You think, think Barkley? Barkley's definitely the safest of the three options. Interesting. Yeah, I, definitely. I find him to be the least safe of the three. Not at all. Bar- Very Barkley's, interesting. 
the whole offense, dude. And he's playing for his cash this year. He looked great last year. Definitely the, the worries of that torn ACL are gone. Looked expl- Barkley's going to play very, very well this year. And he's the offense for the Giants. What if Bijan and pa- and Barkley aren't there? And you're staring at Pollard at nine or Kelsey? I'd probably take Kelsey. Okay. But me me personally, I wouldn't take Kelsey because I could never field a good team around him. So I guess Pollard, but I could I just would see fantasy managers take Kelsey before Pollard. Now, interestingly enough for you, would you take Pollard over, let's just say, like Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson type? Do you take Pollard over those guys? Yes, I would. I don't think I would. I, I just I, I think it's more to do with the receiver position this year. That that's ideally, why I would go the receiver. What I would love is to start out because I, I know I'm in a draft where I have eighth and a 10. And this is also a league that I don't really care that much about. I'm being like really honest. This is like my fun league where I just like, I, I want to craft fun teams and have like a good time with it. That league where I think I might do is take Pollard at eight and then try and pair him with an Amon Ra with a Garrett Wilson, someone of that type. Maybe, maybe even if I get really lucky, Maybe like a Diggs or a Devonte, that could be an avenue that I that I try and explore. Maybe even I go double double running back and go, you know, Bijan and Pollard. If Bijan blesses me at eight, that could be an option that that I that I try and do. But I, I it's very hard for me right now with no Zeke there and no clear cut competition behind him. It's just really hard for me to say that Tony Pollard is anything less than a borderline first round pick in twelve team leagues right now. It's a fair assessment. It's a fair assessment. I do worry a little bit how he handles the workload and whatnot, but I do too. I do too. That is definitely a concern. Pollard right now, Jake, get get the heart monitor ready. I moved Tony Pollard up big time in my ranks. He is now in full point PPR. He is now my RB5. It's my RB7, so we're not – well, actually, excuse me. He's my RB6 now. Uh, so we're not we're not far off at all. No, we're not far off. I, I do you have Chubb ahead of him in full, uh, behind him in full? Is that it? Or? I have Chubb at six. Okay, so I have Chubb at five, and I have okay. po- I have Pollard at six. So, and and okay. I will say that was a very, very tough decision to make, Pollard yeah. or Chubb. I, I think Chubb is way safer of the two. That's why I would lean a little bit more towards Chubb. If you're at the turn in a twelve, and you and you have Pollard and Chubb there, would you would you pair them up? No, it's just the receivers are so bad this year, man. Like I gotta have one of those guys. I. I, I think you need at least one in the first two rounds. You have to get one. Okay. So you so then ideally, if you're at that spot, you're either going double receiver or you're going running back receiver or Kelsey Correct. receiver. Correct. Double double barreling with RBs is not advised for me this year. So let's go to the Denver Broncos. This will be a fun one. Uh, no Broncos pass catcher is a locked and loaded starter at any point this season. Jake, any debate? No, nah, not locked and loaded. I, I, I no. I mean, that includes Jerry Judy. That is Cortland Sutton. That's Greg Dolchich. And yeah. hell, I'll even go as far as to say, the running backs too. Javante Williams, Samaj P. Run. I completely agree. I need to see it first, and I'm not in the business of waiting to see it because we did that last year. We made that mistake with the Broncos, and we're not doing that again this year. If it look, if we get burnt, we get burnt, but. I'm I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm I'm not touching the Denver Broncos until I see Russell Wilson not look washed. I mean, if he doesn't look washed this year, 
Maybe next year we can have the conversation, but nope, no thanks. I can get safer options for where they're all getting drafted. Agreed. Uh, so let's go to the Detroit Lions. Jake, you got this one. What do you got for the Lions? I moved this guy up a substantial amount in my running back rankings. Mm-hmm. I think Jameer Gibbs finishes as a top 10 fantasy running back this year and has a Alvin Kamara-like rookie year. All right, so let's let, let's talk about it. Where'd you move Jameer Gibbs up to? Uh, you might think it's a little crazy. I don't think I moved, it is. I moved Jameer Gibbs all the way up to my running back 12. He's my RB10. Yeah. So who do you have? So the names that I have ahead of him, I could definitely see myself moving. I could, mo- I could see myself moving Gibbs ahead of. For instance, Jonathan Taylor right now is my RB10. I don't know what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. Like, it's just I'm never I don't think I'm going to have to have the opportunity. I don't think I'm going to have the option of picking between Taylor and Gibbs in my drafts to where I have to worry about that. Um, I can see myself removing him. And I currently have uh, Travis Etienne ahead of him, too. So I have, I, can, e- yeah. I have Etienne below Gibbs. I have Joe Mixon below Gibbs. Mixon's I have ahead. Jacobs. I have Jacobs and Taylor both ahead of Gibbs. The only reason why I did that was because I want to see what ends up happening with both. Jacobs looks like he's going to return at some point, so he'll still be a top 10 option for me. And then with Jonathan Taylor, it really depends on where he goes. If he's still with the Colts, I'll keep him at RB8. If he goes to a Washington, he'll still probably be a top 10 running back. It'll be close between him and, and, and Jameer Gibbs. If he goes to the Bears, if he goes to the Bears, I might put Gibbs ahead of him. No, I think Taylor would be exciting with the Bears. No, I mean, oh, he would be very, exci- very exciting. With I don't the Bears. know if Gibbs would be ahead of him there. I think as long as Taylor is playing Week One and and we don't know of any, you know, we don't hear of any other underlying health issues with them, he's sure. got to be ahead. He's he's ahead of Jameer Gibbs, dude. Like if a team trades for him, they're not just going to trade for him, not the play, and they're going to pay him a new con. No, come on, man, we got to put Taylor ahead. Dolphins would be very interesting. Dolphins, I don't I think know. any team. I don't know what I would do with Jonathan Taylor if he if he were to go to the Dolphins. Just that's because- scary, but I've I've heard that the Dolphins are. That's probably not going to happen. I've heard the same. From- I've heard the same. Yeah, which gives me which gives me joy because I really don't know what I would do because my head would tell me that he should be higher than eight. My gut would tell me that he's lower than eight. Yeah, me too. Honestly, honest to God. So with the Green Bay Packers, this is a guy that I've talked about early in the offseason. I haven't talked about him much, but we're going to talk about him again. Jordan Love is going to destroy his ADP and will be a locked and loaded fantasy starter by the end of October. Jake, your thoughts? kind of disagree with you here. Okay. To, me, to me, he kind of looks a little bit more like a game manager. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't, when I, I've seen Jordan Love play this preseason. I don't see like superstar quarterback. I, no, I, see I don't, more I don't like, see superstar quarterback either, but I think Justin Fields, I don't see superstar quarterback with him, you know. Uh, let, let me, re, let me rephrase. Okay. I don't, I don't see like a plus quarterback with him. Okay. To me, he, he's like, he's, he's a game manager that can make you a player too and win you a game. That's, that's really what I see with Jordan Love and, and what his overall ceiling could be. 
Sure. I would like to see more w- with what he could do with his legs. And I think that is really going to be what aids this, this bold prediction is that he's going to be able to get it done with his legs. And maybe he provides more in the rushing department. I don't know if he's able to do that with his arm as of yet, but he's in a great situation with the Packers. And I, I just find it very hard to believe that the Packers are, well, I'll rephrase. I haven't seen the Packers in my lifetime just decide to call it a season. They're going to compete. They're going to try and at least be competitive. And if they're going to be competitive, it's going to be because of Jordan Love. And he's looked, to me, I test for me in the preseason. I think he's looked all right. Like I that, think that, Me he, too. But all right to me is like, like I said, he's, he's he looks like a game manager to me. Sure. Sure. And And is that maybe what he is? That could be what he is. But for fantasy... He needs to get the legs involved. And if he could do that, we see it all the time. I mean, there are guys that are below average starters in the National Football League, but if they can run, they're they're valuable assets for fantasy. And yeah. that's kind of where the bold prediction lies, is that he's going to be a running quarterback. Well, running quarterback to an extent, because he wants to sling the rock more than, more than anything else. But he does have the ability with his legs, and that was what propels him to be a, a, a locked and loaded starter by the end of of October. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 weekly play, but will he be top 15 where you could comfortably start him and know he'll get you 15 points a week? Sure. Yeah. I, uh... The Texans. Jake, This I, I'm so sorry you had to get this one. <laughs> oh, man. What, what, could, what could you possibly come up with for the Houston, for the Houston Texans? It, it's something to do with Damian Pierce. I have a feeling. No, it's oh it's, okay, the, good. The number one receiver for the Houston Texans this year will be Tank Dell. Wow! All right, so that, that's a name that has not been discussed, dude. Really he's been at all complete, by anybody. He's been a complete monster in the preseason. Yes, he has. He's looked, he looks really, good. really good. He he. he really, I think really he's really their good. most talented receiver. Yeah, because I think. I think we could agree that Nico Collins is just a guy. Yeah, he's 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 just a body. He's just a body. We don't really know about John Mechie. Do you think John Mechie could still play a play a part even if Tank Dell is the number one guy? He could, but I think you know John Mechie hasn't played a lot of football in the last two years. No, he hasn't. Yeah, and then Robert Woods, like we know what Robert Woods is. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. And he's he's not even a name that I even want to bring into the conversation. He's, he's so, just Robert. So Woods that's that's why I think by default, I think Tank Dell is going to be their number one receiver this year. I don't mind it. I don't mind it, and he's he's free. He's free. He's free. He I will one hundred percent draft Tank Dell in a league this year. Do you think he can win people championships? Let me ask you that. Um, to, to, to it look, it just determine it how good CJ Stroud looks will determine that. So, I don't know about that. I, but I do. I think that he can help win matchups and and be a plus asset for your fantasy team. Yeah, I do, and for free. And the worst case scenario is he sucks and you get rid of him. Like, it's, he's free. He is free right now. Take the chance. Take the chance. Anytime you can get a potential number one receiver for free, I think I'm in. I don't care yeah. what team you're on. <laughs> like. I- Completely agree. The Indianapolis Colts. Okay. I got three words for you. Dion Jackson season. 
I think Deion Jackson's going to have a role to play if the Colts <laughs> do end up trading Jonathan Taylor. Now I know that there's there's Kenyon Drake there. <laughs> oh, Whoop, God. Whoopee. Awesome. <laughs> Evan Hull. The, and, and Evan Hull has looked He's looked, he's looked right. decent. Yeah, he's looked decent. But I think Deion Jackson is a he's he's the best receiving back that is on this roster. I think oh, you forgot has, about our long lost buddy Zach Moss and his broken hand. Never, never Zach Moss, never ever. No, no, no. Deion Jackson, it is his time. Deion Jackson's season. Draft him as a late round flyer in all of your PPR leagues. Thank you very much for coming to my TED talk. Love him, great guy. Long live Dion. Long live Dion, the freaking keg. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jake, is this prediction about Calvin Ridley? Look, I'm going to keep it on brand with the BTP program here. Christian Kirk will outscore Calvin Ridley this year. Yes. 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 Fire it up. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. That is on brand with the program. That is a company man right there. Good job, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. And this is and this is when you have all the Calvin Ridley fanboys that are just turned off the program. <laughs> well, don't say we didn't warn you. Nope. Listen, Calvin Ridley right now, Jake, in underdog fantasy is going as a second round pick right now. <laughs> it makes you want to vomit. It makes me want to violently throw up. <laughs> oh, God. It's disgusting. It, it is Remember the last time we were yeah. Remember the last time Calvin Ridley was a second round pick in fantasy? Oh my God! Like what? 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 Why? Why? Like why? Why do people want to get hurt by this again? I don't know. I. I. I it's got to be some form of mental illness we have not discovered. <laughs> and, and listen, people could say, "Oh, you're just a vindictive Calvin Ridley manager that got burned by him." No, I've never had Calvin Ridley. And the, and I the will price. never have Calvin Ridley. Like, if you were telling me I can get Calvin Ridley in, like, the sixth round, okay, fine, I'm in. But, like, sixth, He's not going round. there. Yeah, he's not going there. Like, <laughs> He's not going there. Calvin Ridley. Cal- All right, Jake, let's, let's, let's play a little game. Let's play, let's play a little game. In full point PPR, according to our good friends over at Fantasy Pros, where do you think Calvin Ridley is in the ADP right now? I'm going to pull up Calvin Ridley. I'm going to pull up uh, if, Christian if I Kirk. If I had to guess, Calvin Ridley is probably being drafted as like the 36th ranked player on the ADP. 36 in that range. God damn. On a dot? 37. 37. Okay, I was going to say 37. 37. Where is Christian Kirk? Kirk Kirk's got to be going like, 65 76 this it's disgusting it's disgusting it, it, it's it disgusting is, it's ridiculous like it, it really is genuine genuinely okay i want to play i want to play this game let's play devil's advocate for a second because we have spent so much time bad mouthing calvin ridley and in a, in, in a draft that i did way back when my first draft of the season I took Calvin Ridley. I have Calvin Ridley in a stack with Trevor Lawrence in, in an auction. I got him for $9. What could we be missing with this? 
I don't may, maybe Trevor Lawrence takes like a Joe Burrow type leap where you have like a Jamar Chase and T. Higgins situation. That 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 might be what's missing. Uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence is that that. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is very good. Don't don't get me wrong, but sure. maybe he becomes one of the like the three best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Maybe that's what we're missing here. So by default, Calvin Ridley is going to put up numbers. But then Christian Kirk's got to put up numbers too. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I don't know what we're missing here. I don't know what I'm missing. And, and honestly, but Ridley, I, Ridley, hang on. But Ridley, I think might be a little bit more talented skill wise than Christian Kirk. I I, I oh, think for sure. Uh, I don't think it, I don't think it's up for, for discussion. I think may, I think maybe that's what people are more like infatuated on. But from a sheer production standpoint, from the last two years, like I don't want a guy that did not play football last year as opposed to the guy that had that established chemistry with the quarterback that had a monstrous season. Oh, and by the way, they're paying $20 million to, right? 18 million plus. So mm-hmm. the commitment is there with Christian Kirk already. Uh, yes. Yes. It, 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 it is the same exact thing that we talked about last year. And it was crazy is you and I have bid on the fuck Christian Kirk bandwagon before when he was in Arizona. In Arizona, now, yes. It has completely flipped. Where we we might be the only two people on God's green earth in this in this community that are banging the desk for Christian Kirk. Yeah. It, it's I love crazy Kirk this year. I love him. I love him. And I'm gonna have him in so many spots where I was gonna be like, all right, yep, yep, give me more Kirk. More Kirk, please. Oh. Uh, a 15 yard catch to Christian Kirk. All right, cool. Yep, keep it coming. Keep it coming. I agree, keep man. It coming. Like I don't, I don't understand it. I really, really don't. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is not the place where you're going to hear us, you know, waxing lyrical about Calvin Ridley. Unfortunately, no, it's not. This ain't the spot. The Kansas City Chiefs. Sky Moore finishes with more fantasy points than Kadarius Tony. I I would go with Rishi Rice over Sky Moore. I like the prediction, but I would give I would want Rice over Sky Moore. That's the only sure. tweak that I would have to your prediction. Sure, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with either. It's 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 more of it's an more anti Kadarius Tony, and that I'm on board with. That I'm 100 yep. percent on board with. Yep, and whoever, I would whoever go the guy Rice. Is, I'm down. Cool. Then we agree there, but I would go Rice over Moore. I'm not sure Moore Moore is any good. That's the only reason why I sure. say that. Sure. Good. That that has more to do with you know, like I said, this no Kadarius Tony. Well, no MVS or Kadarius Tony, but Rushy yeah. Rice or Sky Moore. It was yeah. crazy how MVS was a thing last year. At one point, I started him more times than I would have hoped. Uh, I, I, you and I both. You and I. I actually think I had to start MVS maybe once, once or twice. Yeah, and... he definitely started for me a few times in places. Yeah, it's it's kind of disgusting. I mean, I, I I'm trying to think. I know he had two touchdowns last year. They didn't come in the same game. No, they came. Yeah, he he didn't even have a hundred yard game. He'll get you. Oh, he'll get you, I know yeah. what it was. He'll get you like five for fifty, five for sixty. I know what it. I know exactly what it was. He had eight for ninety against six for ninety. Excuse me, against the Raiders, and then there was probably a bye week issue. And then we start, and then people started him in a shootout and potential shootout game against the Bills. And he had a whopping 
Zero <laughs> catches on three targets for zero yards. People forget he did have like a 30-yard touchdown getting negated by a penalty, though, that game, I remember. Yep. Yep. That was completely wiped out. Weekly finish of 101. Uh, by the way, that was not the only blank that he posted either. He had a zero for zero against the Seattle Seahawks as well with two targets. Oh, lovely. In case you were wondering. The Las Vegas Raiders. Jake, what do you got? This is a little bit of like a, a real life slash fantasy thing. Aiden O'Connell will be starting for the Raiders for at least 50% of the games this year. Injury-related or performance-related? Injury-related slash perform. I think it'll be injury-related, and then the season will be such a wash where the Raiders just want to see what they have in O'Connell before they head into the offseason. I dig it. And he's look good. He just can't move. He just just cannot move whatsoever in the pocket. But he's Uh, a typical – He's a typical Josh McDaniels, one, two, three, get rid of the football, don't move at all in the pocket type of guy. <laughs> like Mac Jones and and I we're not even gonna say Tom. Like he he kind of reminds me a little bit of Mac Jones. I mean, they 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 brought in Jared Stidham there, and what is Jared Stidham's MO? Sit in the pocket and throw the ball because he can't freaking move. I think O'Connell's gonna be their backup over Stidham. I don't doubt it. I think we know what Jared Stidham is at this point. He's just, you know, a guy. Yeah, I think O'Connell's going to get the play this year and a good amount. Oh, I like it. I like it. Now, does that mean Devontae Adams sits at some point? I think Devontae Adams is going to say at the trade deadline, like, yo, I got to get the hell out of here. This, is, this isn't this is working for me. Uh, I don't doubt it. And then, Honestly. you know, team in New York, that that's just – I'm sure they, they, they welcome him. This the, 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 the hope. The hope is what kills – Trust me, I'm a Cowboys fan. It's the you whole. said that about. Hey, listen, you told me Rodgers was never coming to the Jets. That's true. That 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 is true. That is true. The L.A. Chargers. Mike Williams finishes outside the top thirty on a points per game basis. Jake, any objections? Injury related or performance related? Both. Both. Okay, I think it will be more due to injuries than than I think. Perf- if he plays like 13 games this year, I think he'll finish in the top 30 by almost accident. That's how good. Sure. We got to remember, he plays the Chiefs twice. If, if he's there on the field against the Chiefs twice this year, he'll probably finish in the top 30 by accident. If you know, you know, you know that's coming. That, but, yep. Yep. You 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 don't need to uh, dissuade me at all on Mike Williams. That I am down on him as it is. Uh, last year, he was either top 15 or he was outside the top 36. That's just how wonderfully consistent Mike Williams was. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Really, he's really. If you, if, you, if you enjoy weekly migraines, then maybe Mike Williams is the guy for you, but he's definitely not the guy for me. Nope, not for me either. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I actually have a really good one because uh, actually I, I had two written down here. Sorry, but I'm going to go, go with the other one. I think Cam Akers finishes as a top 15 running back. With like real it. top 10 upside. And I also think Matthew Stafford will be a close to set it and forget it quarterback in 12-team leagues. Because I think a lot of people are asleep on Matthew Stafford. I don't know why. When when he was with the Rams that first year, he was everybody's cup of tea. And now he's free in leagues. Why is he free in leagues? I Why? What Can you give me a reason why Matthew Stafford should be free? And why Derek? No. What's the difference between Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford right now, bro? None. Not, well, the difference is Matthew Stafford is better than Derek Carr. Exactly. What, but why is Derek Carr not free? But why is Stafford free? I genuinely have no idea. Gen- I genuinely have no idea. Matthew Stafford has 
Sean McVay and Cooper Cup. Like, and Cam Akers he, is good. Weekly, as long as Cooper Cup is there, Matthew Stafford is going to be a top 15 play by accident. Exactly. So I I was torn between Stafford because I really want to talk about our buddy Cam Akers, so I had to get him in there. But sure. I just think Stafford was... being free was just so egregious not to bring up. It's it is absolutely ridiculous. It, 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 it honestly. Where do you have where do you have Stafford in your uh, QB ranks? Just that just out of curiosity. I had Matthew Stafford as like my as my QB sixteen. He's my QB eighteen, but he's very much in that group of guys that I'm totally okay with drafting with Goff, Smith, Rogers, Tua. I am good. He's actually the tier, the bottom tier of that group of guys where if I'm going with one quarterback or maybe one veteran quarterback and then one younger quarterback with upside, Stafford would be the last guy that I would draft and be totally okay with rocking with as a week one starter. Yeah, absolutely. I love Stafford this year. I think he's a great guy. If, If quarterbacks are just going a little bit earlier than where you want them, I think when in doubt, I think Stafford's fine and then you'll figure it out from there. Uh, as for as for uh, Mr. Cam Akers, we love him so much. He's a great guy, the friend of the podcast. Cam Akers or Alexander Madison? A- I think it's Akers now. I'm a little worried about Madison. I'm a tad worried about Madison. I'm still going to go Madison, but it's very close. Akers or I changed Aaron- my mind. I cha- I changed my mind on Madison. Madison for me, my bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> Akers or Aaron Jones? Um, Jones for me. Jones for me as well. Cam Akers or Brees Hall? still Hall for me. It's still Hall for me as well. Cam Akers or Najee Harris? Najee. Najee for me. Akers or Alvin Kamara? Akers. Akers for me. Akers or Miles Sanders, guy we just talked about? Akers. I just moved him up ahead of Miles Sanders. I have Sanders ahead. I think I'd rather have Akers. Yeah. It's it's Sanders by one, but I think I'd rather have Akers. And I'll give you one more. Cam Akers or Dalvin Cook? Oh, Acres. Yep, Acres. Pretty comfortably. Pretty comfortably. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this isn't really a, a Super Bowl one, but may, maybe it is with you know questions about about Tua and what happens if Tua gets hurt. Um, I'm not in the business of projecting injuries, but let I me mean, let's just face it. Uh, Tua is a big time health red flag, but I'm still going to say Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill in full point PPR are both top ten wide receivers. Jake discussed. I think 10's a little high, bro. 10 might be a little high. 10, but, but it's bold. Back. It's bold, and that's fine for, for, for the mm-hmm. criteria. But I think 12, he'll... 12 is boring, 10 is exciting. It, it, it's, we talked about this a little bit on the side, you and I. I think if, if anything were to happen to, to Tua and like Mike White's back there, Tyreek Hill's going to be fine. He's still going to get his. It's Waddle that takes the hit for me. Now, if you're telling me Tua's playing all 17 games this year, fine. I could definitely see a world even though I still think it's a little unlikely where Waddle and Hill are top 10 wide receivers. But if, if two is missing a chunk of games this year, you, there's no way Mike White can have, can sustain that with, with two guys. No way. Agreed. It'll be Waddle that takes the hit. Agreed. It will be Waddle that takes the hit and, and, and Tyreek will be, uh, will, will be a okay. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, Jake, what do you got? You see, I struggled with this one a little bit, but the one that I have, is and, and, and don't shoot the messenger here, bro. Don't shoot the messenger. That Justin Jefferson won't be the fantasy wide receiver one this year at the end of the year. Ooh. Well, now let me ask you, who is the wide receiver one going to be at the end of the year? 
I think if I think if Stafford plays all 17 games this year and he's healthy, and so is Cooper Cup, I think Cooper Cup will be the fantasy wide receiver one this year. If if okay. he's now, am I willing to find that out? No, I'm I'm not saying to draft Cooper Cup over. No, 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 like that. That's not what I, it's not what I'm advising here, folks. Don't take Cooper Cup at one one, but I could definitely see. And this is a bold prediction show. But if you're telling me that Stafford and Cup are together 17 games, like in the old days. I think Cup's the fantasy wide receiver one this year because he was that dude. He was that good. Stafford's first year. I mean, hell, they won a Super Bowl because of it. Yeah, they won a damn Super Bowl, and he so was. That, that's my bold prediction right there. Yeah. I love it. I, I I love it. I think Justin Jefferson's still gonna be great. Oh I, yeah, he'll, he'll, I mean, he'll be the wide, the wide receiver too. In my bold prediction, yeah. it's not like I'm saying he'll finish outside mm-hmm. the top five here, but I think if Cup's ready to rock and roll, like it's uh twenty twenty one. He's going to be the fantasy wide receiver one because I mean, look, who else does Stafford really look towards in this Rams offense? There's a reason why they don't have a wide receiver too, you know. Correct, correct. Uh the Patriots. Wow, this one is really, really boring. Let's get very exciting, shall we? Uh, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott will have more rushing touchdowns than Ramondre Stevenson to really just piss everybody off. Just to piss everybody off because Bill Belichick hates you and your fantasy team. Correct. Oh, he absolutely loathes you and your fantasy teams. Um, I say it half tongue in cheek, half serious. I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be the goal line guy. I think he's, he will score seven or eight touchdowns almost on accident and probably lack two to one in terms of touches with Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. Which is sickening. Yeah. Just completely. I, I forget the Patriots this year in fantasy. That's what I'm doing. I, Juju is a little exciting late. That's the only guy that I could see myself having. Sure. Juju's a little exciting where he's getting drafted. I, I got to admit that just for the scene. Because, look, he could be the number one receiver that they have there. And when you're getting a receiver that late, okay, fine. Fine. You got me. You know, especially in full. Half rather useless, though. Where do you have Ramondre Stevenson in your overall ranks? Uh, let me pull up my over. Oh, I don't have overall ranks. I, I had positions just now. I okay. should have overall ranks. I should probably have those done like today or tomorrow because I got to draft Thursday. Where uh, where do you have in your RB ranks? I mean, Stevenson's my RB 13 right now. It's hard Mine to really too. get. I had him higher. I mean, I had him as high as my RB 11. But that I was just as me. high as my RB 10. And that was me kind of like thinking like they'll bring in Zeke or Dalvin Cook or somebody like that. Yeah, and uh, he's my player overall 27. And, and you just don't love him there either. You know, no. like even if you're picking 27 and he's there and he's your highest ranked player on your ranks, are you are you really sprinting the draft card up there for him? No, I, I honestly, if, if you're telling me you can get him in round four, I would say that's okay. No, uh, he's I, not going in round four, dude. He's been like a consistent late second, early third round guy. He is right now, if I just look at him in... And you got to remember, I use sleeper a lot too for like mocks and stuff. So maybe my data is a little different. So than yours, according to fa- according to fantasy pros, he is at the three four turn in ten team leagues. Four okay, four, four is a little interesting. In ten team leagues, in twelve team leagues, he's right in the middle of round three. Yeah, no, no thanks. I'm 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 right there. Yeah, I'm 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 fine. No, thank you. I'm good. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, Jake. What 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 is there to say about the Saints we haven't said already? I think we've we've covered it beautifully. I think it's just Chris, it's Chris Olave time and Michael Thomas is just who cares? 
Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be suckered to take Thomas in at least one league though. I have to put it out there. There there will be a place where I have Thomas this year. Uh yeah. Because I'm a sucker. I, I would say that odds are I'm gonna have Michael Thomas in, in in a spot, but it has to be super super late for me to even yeah. consider it. Say like seventh or eighth round for me, I would start thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. Then I I would definitely I would definitely start thinking about it. Uh, the Giants. Wandale Robinson finishes the highest as the highest scoring receiver on the New York Giants. Hmm. Bold. I, I I'm just curious to see how healthy he is. Is the only thing. Agreed. That's the that's the only sign of of caution that I have. In this. Yeah. Yeah, but I could say it. It's close between between him and Hodgins, who I also like too late. Yeah, even though I think overall Darren Waller will be their top pass catcher this year. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Think, I'm kind of digging Waller. Yeah, important. It, 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 wow, look at you. You've made a big U-turn on that. I, I made a U-turn. I like the spot where he's going. That's why. It's just it's just health with him. That's health what I've been him. saying all along. It's health. Yeah. Hel- I, I'm struggling between him and Kyle Pitts, if you want the God's honest truth. Oh, I don't think I'm there. Uh, let me just look. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty close to being there. I'm not there. Waller's my tight end seven. Pitts is my tight end four. Yeah. I, I could see myself getting there. Sure. Sure. I mean, I'm I would be okay. Honestly, I'm looking at those tight ends and I'm saying between Kittle, Goddard, Waller, Fryermuth. Waller and Pitts are the guys I'd want. Yeah. They're very the, the five to eight are very interchangeable for me. Yeah. And then Pitts, Pitts is just kind of in a tier by himself. Mm-hmm. And then Hawkinson's in a tier by himself. And then it's Kelsey, and then and then Andrews, Kelsey being like here, and then Andrews being you know uh, about, about ten notches below him. Uh the New York Jets. Here we are, Jake. What is he going to bless us with today? Okay, give you a, a two parter here. Of course you can. All right. I think Garrett Wilson. Love him will finish as a top four fantasy wide receiver. The ceiling is through the roof, but who cares about that? We've talked about Garrett Wilson a lot. We need to talk about the running backs. Mm -hmm. I think Dalvin Cook for the first month and a half of the season will be a set it and forget it RB2 top 15 guy for the first month and a half. Then the rest of the season – Brees Hall will be a top 15 set it and forget it guy. Now, let me, ask it. You, let me ask you, Mr. Burtzel, because I, I advised my kid brother in a draft. Brees Hall we fell. Love, we love you, brother. Great guy. Great guy. Brees Hall fell very late in this draft. He fell. He fell because yeah. this was the day after Dalvin Cook went to the Jets. And nobody wanted him. And we, I said to him, I'm like, you got to take Brees here. He fell, he fell like almost two rounds lower than what he was projected. So where where was he in like round seven? Dude, it was like round six. Oh, you tell me I can get Brees in I, round six. That's oh what God, I'm saying. I'm signing up for that old day. I'm like, it was like the third pick in the sixth round. So I'm like, you you gotta take him. How you many know what te- I'm saying? How many teams was this? It, it's a ten, so it's a little skewed. Okay, uh, let me just see where Brees is in the ranks. Brees is yeah he's 40th overall he's a, he's a, in a 10 he would be around five pick yeah so he fell 
I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to take him. You got to yeah. take him. And then he doubled up because Dalvin Cook was also falling a little bit, like a round or two after. I'm like, double up. Do you would we advise fantasy managers to take both of them? What what are you, what is your stance on that? I would take both of them, and then and then whoever the hot one is to start, I would trade that guy. I don't know if I, if Hall's the hot guy to start. I don't think I would trade him. No, if if Hall's okay, I will I'll rephrase. If Cook is the guy to start, I'd ride him, and then I trade him the first chance that I get. If Hall is the guy, you keep both. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. A very little bit. similar. Very, very similar. similar. And, and people need to remember also, Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon were both very productive with Nat Hackett and Aaron Rodgers. The last year, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Honestly, I would uh, if if both are if both are cooking, you could trade both of them. Yeah, I don't think I would trade Hall if he's cooking. I don't think I would. I mean, Hall, what if Hall, you Hall's get... really good, dude. What if you I, could I, I, I know Brees Hall's really good. Every, everything everything's got a price, though. I agree. It, it would have to be you have to get some seismic return for you to uh, to make that work. Maybe you can get something like a uh, like an RB two and a wide receiver two to make that work and really round out your team. Then I think that would be that would be really a little interesting. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles running backs are cooked. That's my bold prediction. They're cooked. I don't want any of them. Kenny Gainwell's looking like he's going to be the guy. I have him in a dynasty league. That's cool. That's fun. If he is the guy for the first two weeks, guess what I'm going to do? I'm trading his ass. There is no doubt in my mind. That is what I'm going I'm, to I'm do. I'm a right, too. DeAndre Swift, hell no. Uh, Rashad Penny, hell no. And if Rashad Penny gets cut and our good buddy Trey Sermon becomes a thing hell to the no nope no thank you no eagles running backs will be on my fantasy roster this year in any sort of situation i don't give a rat's ass where they are deandre swift is now outside of my top 30 i want absolutely no part kenny gainwell moved up he's borderline top 40 rashad penny outside my top 50 and then the rest doesn't really matter it's funny it's funny you said that He's outside my top thirty now, dude. I moved him down eight slots. Uh, yeah, he's my he he's at thirty he's at thirty one now. But start Boston Scott as a flex in twelve and fourteen team leagues when he's playing the Giants because you'll get a touchdown there. Boston Scott, <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? For as much as we say Bill Belichick hates fantasy, I do think Dick Sirianni likes fantasy because he just consistently tells us that Boston Scott is going to score against the New York Giants, and he does. He does he consistently. Does. He gives he us gifts, and we just don't listen. So maybe when the Eagles play the Giants on Christmas, a Christmas gift will be Boston Scott with a six-touchdown game just be, just for the memes. Why not? Why not, right? And you know what You know what would make me – nothing would make me happier than to see every single New York Giants fan have a very miserable Christmas. Me too. It would make me so me happy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank God they did not yeah. put the Cowboys on Christmas Day. Thank God. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jake, what do you got? We're going to talk about somebody that will be a thing at some point, Mr. Burtzel. Mm. Allen Robinson will be a thing at some point this year. Oh. He'll be a I thing. Love, I, I love him. I love Allen Robinson. Free. But he's free. 
He's, he's free. free. And, they, and they need a third receiver. I could see I could see a world where Allen Robinson outscores either Deontay Johnson due to injury or George Pickens due to injury. I could I could see it. They did trade for him, and you know, I don't know. I just see a war. I just see it with with Allen Robinson this year in the Steelers. I see it. I definitely see it. And if we're all if we're crazy about Kenny Pickett, which um, hello, I am, and I know Jake is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Then all the Steelers become definitely interesting, and that includes their bit part pieces. And how about and how how good does Jalen Warren look in the preseason too? Oh my, Lanta. Dude, he's gonna be he's a great guy to buy in Dynasty. Great guy to buy. Yes, he is. He yes, looks good. He, he looks he looks good. He looks really, really good. I think Jalen Warren's gonna be in line for more work, but I'm also still not off of the Najee train. I think if anything, the hype around Jalen Warren makes Najee Harris a bit more interesting. Just due to volume base, but dude, I would not be shocked if Warren is oh, like neither, real neither standalone value. Yeah. Nope, neither would I. Neither would I. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I'm going to be a company man here. Jake was that way with Calvin Ridley. I'm going to be that way with Debo Samuel. Here we are. Brandon Ike is going to score more fantasy points than Debo Samuel. I could see a world. I, I could see that. Give it to me, baby. Yeah. I, I love. No. I I will have Brandon Ayuk, our good buddy Brandon Ayuk. I will have him in multiple spots, and I already do. I already do. I hell hell. I have him in a dynasty league. Brandon Ayuk for the culture. For the culture. Uh, the Seahawks, Jake, what do you got? Oh, no, sorry, this is me. Uh, the Seahawks, Geno Smith will finish as a top 10 quarterback. No, nah, I don't like it. Doesn't throw, they, they don't throw enough. Sure, sure. They don't throw enough. Sure. They don't throw enough, and I think Geno is bad. I think what we saw last year is like peak Geno. Oh, more than likely. More than likely. And, but and he fun. wasn't, well, yeah, like, I don't I don't it, like it. I will I will say this. I think with if there is ever a time where they could throw more with Kenneth Walker banged up already, Zach Charbonnet banged up. Walker's back, back though. Yeah, they're and they're both back. Charbonnet's back. Walker's back. I I think if there was ever an opportunity where you see Geno Smith definitely air it out, maybe a little bit more, this could be the time to do it. Um, hopefully, he gets more rushing work. Maybe he gets a few one yard uh, QB sneak touchdowns. That would really help his case. But this is a, this is a fun one. Geno Geno Smith. Top 10. Why not? Uh, the Bucks, Jake, what do you got? Look, we talked at length about loving Rashad White. I'm going to go off brand here. We have the debate every year. Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. I'm going to give you a bold one. I think Mike Evans is the fantasy wide receiver to own for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Guys, always over 1,000 yards no matter what. I don't think that streak ends this year with Mike Evans. And I think Mike Evans gets over 1,000 yards in his final season in Tampa Bay because he is playing for his cash. He is playing for his cash. Uh, is Mike Evans that guy by default, or do we think that Baker Mayfield just has more of a connection with Evans than he does with Godwin? Um, interesting. I, I, I just think Mike Evans. I don't want to say by default. I just think Evans is like I know people like Godwin and I like Chris Godwin. I just think Mike Evans is as safe as they come sometimes in fantasy. He might not be your cup of tea with the consistency with per game basis, but you're gonna get production from Mike Evans. There's, there's no doubt about it. And I'm not going to just, you know, I'm not going to bet against the guy that's always over a thousand yards, no matter what, and where he's going in drafts right now, a little disrespectful, a little bit of a slap in the face. I, he, I, I, I would take him over Chris Godwin this year. I like Evans more. 
So I have a difference in my ranks between Godwin and Evans. I have Godwin full point PPR. I have Godwin at 22. I have Evans at 28. The ADP for both. Godwin is going at 67. Evans is going at 81. Disrespect. Give give me Mike Evans in round nine all day long. Me too. That's easy. That's easy. And and, and honestly, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say Godwin is, is too bad of a pick in round me seven ne- either. Me neither. I think Godwin's not going to go round seven though. Somebody's going to take him earlier from where I'm I can see it. I would agree. I, I, I would agree. Let me just check my overall. Evans in half especially is very interesting. Yeah. Like Godwin in my overalls, I have Godwin at 55. So that would be in round six. And then Evans in my overalls, I have him in round seven. Yeah. So I have a one round gap between between the two. ADP says it's a two round gap. Give me Mike Evans in round nine all, all, all day. Same here, buddy. I absolutely love it. Uh, the Titans. Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, but the Titans stink. I think Titans can be pretty good this year, actually. But division I sucks. I just have major, major concerns that the Titans for, are just yeah. going to be eh. I just and think Vrabel, I think Mike Vrabel, regardless of how much he hates fantasy, I, that team always outperforms expectations, man. And the always. That, that divi- is true. Division is not very good. You have two teams in there that I can say they're better than. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think the Titans are probably just based on who they're playing in their division. That's they could why. probably get three, if not four wins off of the Colts and the Texans. But then after that, you have to start looking at where can they get wins. They're yeah. probably like a seven and ten. I, I think I think no, I think they're more of like an eight or nine win team this year. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So you, I do. do. Do you think that they that they can contend for a wild card spot then? I do. I definitely I definitely think they can. Do you think they, they can contend for the AFC South? No, I think the Jaguars are better than them. Comfortably. Significantly. Comfortably. Okay. Pretty I significantly, yeah. I do too. I think I think the Jaguars are probably a 10-11 win team. I, I don't see a world where no. the Titans are a 10-11 win team. Me neither. They're at best a 9-win team. At very best. Okay, that that even for me would be would be a little high, but sure. I would say a 6-7 win team, but a very stinky 6-7 win team. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, let's see what Ryan Tannehill has left, man. I mean, he put up a lot of numbers with AJ Brown, uh, back, even with Derrick Henry putting up all those numbers. So True. we'll see. They have to, you know, he had no one to throw to last year. So. Right. And then finally, the Washington Commanders. Jake, what do you got? <sighs> the Washington Commanders. I'm, I, you know what, Mr. Burtzel? I'm on board with you now. Jahan Dotson will outscore Terry McLaurin. I love it. I'm on board. Turf toe, no thanks. Bip, no under. We don't love our underlying injuries in, no. in this department. And Dotson's look great in the preseason. And, and Sam Howell looked good last night. Give me Jahan Dotson over Terry. Terry McLaurin will get outscored by Jahan Dotson. I'm officially on the train. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Jahan Dotson season. It has arrived. Well, that's going to be it for the edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fan Show. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the program. Uh, rank disputes, they are coming. We'll have one more show this week. Don't know what that's going to be. It's probably not going to be ranking disputes. Ranking disputes will probably end up being next week. Um, I will have a live draft for you. I think that might end up being the show that we do that we do this week. If not, it'll definitely be next week. Um, I will have that. 
Then we will have a live draft on Labor Day Monday. We will have that. That'll be out in your inboxes for you on Tuesday. That will be Adam and I. And then after that live draft, it's week one preview, going through everything that there is to know about week one. And then, of course, the Goliath, the week one mailbag. Start sending your questions in after you do your drafts. So you do your drafts, set your week one lineups, then submit your questions. We'll be more than happy to take them. I'm going to be sorting everything out for what is draft and what is week one. So we'll have one more mailbag somewhere along the way, uh, whether it's going to be with Jake or Adam, not sure yet, but we will have one more mailbag and then we'll have the week one mailbag that is to come. Very exciting stuff. Can't wait to enjoy it with all of you. So for Jake Simone, I am Bert. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.